Welcome back, Cuzzies, to another episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time tuning in to the Coaster Cuzzies, this podcast is where two best friends talk about roller coasters, theme parks, and shenanigans. Your hosts for this show are Coaster Bro and Theme Park Stud. On today's episode, Coaster Bro is going to relive his honeymoon, talk about the planning stages, and kind of talk about the trip he went on. Um, so we're going to give some advice to future lovebirds out there and if they want to have a theme park related honeymoon. So stay tuned and listen to that Coaster Cuzzies in your ear. Coaster Bro, how you doing today? Fantastic. How are you, theme park stud? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful weather we have here in Kansas City after that like blizzard, not even a blizzard. It was just this wretched cold weather that we had to deal with. It's across the nation, and this weekend has been like, like we probably should have met in a parking lot this weekend and had a few beers. Yeah, it's it was so... it was spring. It's spring out of nowhere. Yeah, in Kansas City this weekend. It's beautiful out there. Like, gosh, it's just it's insane. Like, I I had my I had literally my patio door open, just yeah. letting the wind come in and just let it. It feels perfect. Like, it's amazing. You know, we'll go. Any bugs yet? Like, I know. You know what that says to us, though, right? You know what's coming up. Uh, is it ro- ro- roller roller coasters? Yeah, <laughs> seasonal <laughs> parks will hopefully be opening in a few months and stuff. Not Everything s- around Kansas City will be opening. <laughs> yeah, except worlds of fun. We gotta wait to May twenty second for that. Yes, dude. I almost I didn't tell you this, but I almost went on. Like my wife and I, we almost just went on a trip this weekend. Oh yeah, way too. We, we almost like I had it like planned. I was just waiting for her to say let's go, and then it never happened. <laughs> but in my head, I planned a trip where we were going to drive up Friday night, and Saturday we were going to hit Mall of America and Uh-oh. Nickelodeon Universe. Um, kind of a big kink in the plan though is their uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ride, the the airplane type right it's closed yeah. during covid right now so it's like nah cut the plans it's not gonna be open <laughs> but we were gonna do that and they were doing like uh you can do like two hour sh- shifts in the park basically and they limit it to 250 people in the park so it's a snooze fest as far as like there's nobody in the park that's not a lot of people at all so like we were gonna go up there and ride some coasters get out of there and, and maybe hit the omaha zoo on the way back but um we decided not to. It fell that, through. That would been a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, I heard they're they're only allowing like you could only be in the mall for like two or three hours at a time, and they had to get mm-hmm. out and stuff at Mall of America. Yeah, so we were uh, really just a one word away from doing that this weekend, but we decided not to. Yeah. Um, but maybe one day. I just have the itch, man. I got to ride some coasters. It's it's been way too long. I don't know. Has. I don't remember the summer. I don't remember any of my trips. I don't remember being in a theme park. I'm ready for the season to start. <laughs> yeah, the la- I mean, I guess it was October for the last time for me. God, that feels forever ago. Mm-hmm. October for me as well. And like, that is a long time. We're starting to get used to like going during Winterfest, and our off season is two so or three short. months. Yeah. But it's felt like over a year is what it has honestly felt like. 
So I I'm really like unimpressed with like Cedar Fair and and like having World of Fun open it up so late. Like, yes. Are, do you think it's gonna be like a crappy season at World of Fun? Like, yeah, yeah. I I would not be surprised if they say no haunt, no Winterfest again. Yeah, I I honestly think I think Cedar Fair has been is hurting so much financially, and and at the end of the day, they're really losing the game when it comes mm-hmm. to COVID. I think. I think well, Six Flags doing... has stepped up. I think, you know, you know, the full-time parks are kind of doing their own thing usually. And they're kind of back to normal to a certain extent, not Disneyland. Right. But uh, <laughs> but but Florida, <laughs> they're, they're just doing their thing. But, yeah, Disneyland's yeah. trying, yeah. Uh, it's – um, they're not even trying to make money. That's what bothers me. They're, they're tr- the How they're making their money is, like, they're opening their two Ohio parks and just operating those – much as normal and having like modified events but everything else is just like they aren't even trying <laughs> i i feel ripped off as a pass holder yeah i i do I too I they're not gonna follow through yeah i mean I, we've got two years free so i don't think we can comp- complain yeah, you can't complain too much but at the end of the day like i mean i want to use it still get the my money's worth this year and I, I, you know, just them opening, you know, the Ohio parks and stuff like that early, then like people are still not going to be traveling as much as they were like, you know, and, and I think mm-hmm. the last place they're going to want to go is a, is a theme park. And I'm, and I'm talking about just general people. I'm not talking about uh, yeah. like obviously enthusiasts and stuff like that. Of course they would go, but you know, they, you know, the theme parks get most of their money from general people and people visiting and stuff. And I don't think they're mm. going to do that. They'd rather go to somewhere secluded or something more fun versus, I, you know, that, they, we all know theme parks are fun, but general people is going to be, they're not going to want to be in a park filled mm. with a bunch of people, like especially still with COVID and stuff. They'd rather go someplace where they could kind of have their own private area or it's a lot mm. smaller of a group of people. And I will say there is kind of a stigma out there right now with COVID that amusement parks in general are just not safe during COVID. And I will say some of them I would agree with (laughs) not safe to go to. Um, But I would say most of the time I I would, I would put amusement parks safer than a lot of activities that people do regularly that include grocery shopping. You know what I mean? So it's like rough. Like I actually, I've had people, I know people that are like going to Disney world and then just like keeping it secret. Like they're not posting that they're going. I'm, I I text one of our friends and say, Hey, how are things going? And they're like, Shh, I'm at Disney world. Like, it's just <laughs> like, there's like this huge like thing around that. Like, why would you go to Disney world? But you've been to Disney world. Like they do a pretty good job with their COVID stuff. Yeah. I mean, and you're at Disney world. Just, say it it's not like you're, there's some police that's gonna arrest you because you're at disney world so yeah so it's it's tough man because i am i am also you know i've just said it many times on the show i'm pretty much don't go anywhere right now but when it comes to amusement parks i do think it, it is much safer than a lot of places i ain't no scientist but you're yeah. outdoors <laughs> you're i'm just saying up. yeah basically what i'm saying I, I think just cedar cedar fair needs to step up because like they're not going to make that much more money. They got to do something special. It's going to set them apart, mm-hmm. you know, just like what Six Flags is doing, what they did with the haunts and stuff like that. And yeah. Uh, yeah, Six so- Flags Over Georgia is finishing up a drive through the parking lot where they just have like 
hot rod cars set up, hot wheels, and they're making money. Like, why isn't World of Fun doing that? Ugh, it angers me. Hey, but World of Fun got on SNL last night, so uh, is that? <laughs> yeah, so we're recording this on a Sunday, and I, I went to bed at 8.30 last night. I was a tired old man, but uh, I woke up, and just every person that's ever been associated with Worlds of Fun was posting that SNL had Worlds of Fun on the show. Like, and it was literally, it's Viking Voyager in the background. The, yeah. the log flume at Worlds of Fun. They, the first clip. Yeah, the yeah. first clip they had like a picture of the, the iconic balloon and the sign, Worlds of Fun. Skyline. Fun. <laughs> and they were even saying like, oh God. And they're like, they even say, I'm glad Worlds of Fun opened this year because out of from COVID. I was like, yeah, they're not opening to May 22nd. <laughs> it's fantastic. And they also like dropped uh, Zulu the enterprise there and i think they said mamba somebody said mamba i didn't hear it but i don't know if you did but. yeah they did talk about mamba because they were they were going through the rides the skit itself wasn't the funniest thing in the world but it was still- <laughs> I, I thought it was great yeah but i, I like parts of it i did i thought it was funny especially like especially just the a the random like uh stuff animal like just the guy, the guy from, from soul, soul. yeah <laughs> it was so funny and like it, the premise of the skit was actually it was a good idea it was you know these these people were pretending to be teenagers and there was two people on a there was four people basically on a date and then you had the fifth wheel and he had won the prize which was a life-size version of the guy from soul that pixar movie (laughs) and it's just they're just like awkwardly trying to figure out who sits where and i don't know it was i thought it was pretty funny but it was corny it was yeah i'll give it that and like it, snl skits they strike out sometimes this one's probably closer to strike out than it was like iconic yeah <laughs> it was just kind of neat that they that it was worlds of fun it was i mean our home park and but just such a random park to pick but uh you know one of our friends did some research i guess one of the, the um one of the girls in the skit she's from kansas city so she probably suggested worlds of fun and stuff or maybe actually, maybe the world defense marketing team reached out but that's kind of an odd thing to kind of try and get on but i don't know i don't know that that actually happened but i could see i don't know i think it's smart for snl to like do these little things where they pick a city pick like a popular attraction in that city and then the people of like kansas city are all gonna watch that skit now i think it's pretty oh, yeah. smart 100 percent. i think that i've, might be I've watched plan. it a couple of times just because i mean when i saw it on and I saw it on Facebook. Someone posted about it. They didn't post a video, but they said, oh my God, World of Fun was on SNL. Of course I want to see that, you know? Yep. So she been working there before. I just want to see it, you know? It's like we've both operated that ride before. Yes. That's pretty and fun. That And the queue line is not indoors like that. Nope. <laughs> and there's not an awkward section where you just try to sit in one of the... <laughs> yeah, also it's, it's four people per flume, not just uh, two people as well. <laughs> we could call them out for a lot of fallacies in that skit. Yes, but even on the boats though, they like tried to do like, you can tell they tried to copy the style of like having the the head. They didn't have an actual head, but like there was like a stick, and you could see like a tail on the boat. So it was like they they did their research, and that was kind of fun. All right, theme park stud. I think it's time for you to start reacting to some shit. All right, I'm ready to react. All right, we're moving on to theme park stud reacts. If you've listened to the other shows, you know what this is about. If not, you'll figure it out real soon. All right. Theme Park Stud. 
first bit of news. You may have seen this one. This is you tend to catch the Disney news when it comes across, I would say. But Joe Rohde, the retired Imagineer from Disney, has a new job, and he will be joining Virgin Galactic as an experience architect. <laughs> Have you heard about this? Yeah, I think I saw you post something, actually. I think you either uh, shared it or commented on something, so I did kind of see it, kind of looked into it a little bit. It's pretty interesting what they're trying to do with this double plane type thing that's gonna yeah I don't, it, it's kind of a weird design it's interesting yeah. so uh but but one thing yeah. i've been one thing i oh, go ahead man. i think you know i think like x imagineers and stuff like that they're the, they're probably the most like creative people there are in the world and stuff actually i just got disney plus and i've been watching the imagineer story that's on there and stuff oh it's so good so good yeah i'm on <laughs> i just finished episode two so i still got a few more to do but it, it's just so interesting and like how they started and where they've gone and stuff like that it's very interesting and stuff so it is. if anybody's gonna get us a space stuff in imagineer <laughs> yeah and actually what his his role inside of this whole thing is Virgin Galactic is going to be taking people to space. It's domestic space travel. And Joe Rohde is going to be the one in charge of the whole experience. So Mm. in the video that I watch, he kind of goes and starts talking about, it's going to be this life-changing perspective shift where you're brought up, you look down, you see the entire damn world, and then you come back and what are you going to do about it? And Joe Rohde's going to kind of guide that mission of, you know, you've seen this this great thing, go change the world, that sort of thing. So, <laughs> um, I think they picked the perfect person for the job if anybody's going to do it. So definitely um, makes me want to travel to space, man. <laughs> yeah, I, mean. I was listening. I was listening to Coaster Radio the other day, and they said he he totally just took this so he could this job so that he could just go to space for free, you know. <laughs> Because he's got to be one of the first people to do it, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's going to have to ex- see the full experience himself. Yeah. Maybe he's already been to space. Maybe. Who knows? It would be kind of cool to go to space, to be honest. Just to say you have. I bet tickets mm-hmm. are going to be pretty expensive, though. Probably going to be the rich and elite going first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, some other big news to really hit the coaster world specifically this week is that Kentucky Kingdom... I don't know if you saw the teaser or if we talked about the teaser. I think this all happened like in between shows. So they, they posted a teaser and behind it, well, it said hashtag a news story at Kentucky kingdom. And they had like a fall leaf. And then in the background, there was a map. And I think it was the guys at, at corkscrew combos broke it down and found out that each plot on the map is a Hershend attraction. So you saw Dollywood, you saw Silver Dollar City, and they basically busted the rumor that Hershen is going to be um, operating Kentucky Kingdom, and they were right. So that came out and it was announced that Ed Hart will no longer be the uh, park president or whatever his title is, and that Hershen's going to take over. Have you heard anything about that? 
I have. I, I saw that on our social media, actually. <laughs> I need to quit. I need to quit posting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ruining the segment. Because <laughs> you guys had a lot of like the pros and cons of what it could be and stuff. And I did see that like alcohol will be stained, which is confirmed. It will stuff. be. So that's exciting. Um, and I mean, I love the Hershen Park, so especially Silver City and uh, Dollywood. So, um, you know, I haven't been in Kentucky Kingdom yet, but I know they have a couple of decent good coasters and stuff mm-hmm. and i think if the hershens come in and do their thing they're adding banger coasters all the time and i don't see why it's not going to get any better yeah that's true i know there is um there's some concern in the community because i mean wild adventures is technically a hershen park and you've been there yeah it's trash <laughs> like a hershen park at all so there are some people worried that smaller park maybe they'll treat it very similarly to um wild adventures and you know even darien lake was once you know owned by hershen and you can kind of see the hershen parts of the park where they spent some money and then they got the fuck out of there you know yeah so don't blame Um, them yeah (laughs) but i just i just wonder i wonder what it's going to be i i think i'm leaning towards positive as well you got to think that they're going to add some theming because Kentucky Kingdom is not a pretty park. Like they, they put their capital in there and that's where the money went. And it was important for that park to succeed yeah. to have coasters that bring people in. Um, and I respect that, but hopefully they can add a little charm to the place as well. All right. Um, the next bit of news, March 18th, Disneyland is starting a new, I guess you could call it an event inside one of their parks. So California Adventure will be hosting a touch of Disney. And basically what it's going to be is it's going to be similar to like a food and wine type event, but it's only going to be food. They can't open the rides because California is very adamant. I don't understand why you can't open rides, but you can open a park. I don't get it, but that's what's happening. And basically this event is going to be $75. And it will include parking. It will include $25 that you can then use again on food. Mm. And um, it also includes the photo pass. Um, You get digital copies of any photo that the Disney photographers take of you. Interesting. And are they going to limit it to a certain amount of people or tickets per day? I'm sure they probably didn't put that number out there, but. Yeah, it would be a limited event and you would have to like reserve a spot by ticket um to do this in the first place so. i'm not gonna lie if i was in california i'd be all in yeah i think so too i think 75 dollars saw- isn't that expensive plus really you're getting a 25 dollar credit towards food and is it there's no drinks though right there's going to be beer and alcohol okay you can't you can't use the 25 dollars for beer and alcohol that's fine i mean i'll rather then that saves my money for food and i'll just use my money for beer and alcohol yeah so some of the food items that are going to be like out there are going to be like the staples from around the park um so they're going to have like the monte cristo from uh new orleans square and then there's going to be like that's they'll have I'll their doll whip and yeah <laughs> that's where <laughs> i will be the monte cristo stand <laughs> please feed me 25 dollars worth of monte cristos <laughs> I'll, I'll save a little money for dole whip don't worry <laughs> there you go no, but um, I actually, I'm kind of glad you said that you would totally pay this if you were like a local, because I think I would too. 
Because I think about some of our best theme park days, and they were at Epcot's Food and Wine, where we didn't really ride any rides. Like, we yeah. might get on Test Track or Mission, not Mission Space, the other one. Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that might be a Food and Wine space. day for us. Definitely not Mission Space. <laughs> but for $75, you get parking, you get photos, you get some of that food back like i think it's a it's a good deal just yeah, just to be able to walk around too exactly that's what i was say like just walking around having the ambiance of being in the park and just yeah it, that, that's my favorite day so especially in california get outside like gosh it'd be amazing like if i was going to california like already for something else and this was available i would do it but i wouldn't go out of my way and plan a trip just to do this right i don't think i would either but like my heart's also telling me Go do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, The next bit of news. Have you been kind of keeping up with the Evermore Taylor Swift, um, Evermore Park Taylor Swift feud that's been going on? I have not. I did hear or saw something, but I barely read it, and I don't really know what's going on. So Okay, so Evermore Park, they basically sued Taylor Swift a couple weeks back because she named her album Evermore, and Evermore Park is like, uh, it's so annoying. People are showing up asking what this has to do with Taylor Swift. And we just want to sue Taylor Swift. And um, in all honesty, it's a publicity grab, right? They just want to get their name out there. People want to know. Like, I didn't know what Evermore Park was. Now I do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've never heard of it. I just Googled it while you were talking just to see where it's at. And I, okay, Utah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an hour away from Lagoon Park is is kind of what it is. So um, it, it's kind of like a permanent Renaissance Fair type thing, but more of like Edgar Allan Poe era, whatever that would be. Okay. Um, does that kind of make sense what it might be? It's more, it's a yeah. permanent place. It's like, a, and it's, the I think it has cool. actually like decent, theming too yeah it looks pretty cool from their website i like the map mm-hmm. like old town yeah i mean why are they mad about it? people showing up asking it about taylor Swift? like no just but you guys want to come on in like you know <laughs> people are showing up like you want people to go there but i totally get it you know more publicity and being you know linked to taylor Swift even more is just gonna Mm-hmm. spark more interest it's always a fun move but um why i'm bringing this up is actually a couple of days ago came out that taylor swift is counter suing the park because <laughs> they have been playing her music without her permission and performing it in shows <laughs> so oh, they're like they like singing bad blood in their entertainment shows and they didn't get permission for it and i'm over here just like are you fucking kidding me you went to see taylor swift and you knew that you played her music in your park <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> so um, hopefully Taylor Swift just gives it right back to them. And um, I'm never going to Evermore Park. Screw that place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do they? I don't think they have a roller coaster at all. So Mm-mm. what's the point? No point. And they're just that's going after of, Taylor Swift for her money. That's kind of weird for a Renaissance type park to have bad blood and Taylor Swift stuff in there. You know? Yeah, in the first place, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I wonder if they like played it in the stores or something. That it, it still doesn't make sense. I guess you could tie in Bad Blood to like shows and make it like a pop show, but still have it like Renaissance themed. I don't really know. I don't know. Well, we'll see if they exist after this countersuit. <laughs> I hope not, man. Don't come after my girl <laughs> Taylor Swift like that. 
All right. And then the last bit of news we have today um, comes out of Legoland, Florida. Yes. And they announced that they are going to be opening a. Wait, do you have to pay for the water park there? Yeah. A third gate. Okay. They will be adding a third gate to that resort. And it's going to be called the Peppa Pig theme park. Um, are you kind of familiar with the Pepper Pepper Pig Peppa Pig brand and kind of what it is? Um, kind of in Europe more than anything right now. Yeah, like, I've heard of Peppa Pig a little bit. Um, I actually heard it from you first. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get fun. into that though. <laughs> That's a fun backstory, actually. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I'm not going into it, but. I've heard of I've heard of Peppa Pig and stuff like that. I, I, it's gonna be interesting doing a whole park around it. But I guess this could bring in, a, you know, obviously Legoland's all about children. That's that's really mm-hmm. what the what they're going for. So this could be a good move to get some more children in. And like while you're here, we got Legoland. We also got the water park and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, to kind of give you guys some background about Peppa Pig as like an attraction. Uh, so Merlin Entertainment owns a bunch of what we call midway attractions right so if you go into any like big city they're generally there with something whether it's like a legoland discovery center or a sea life aquarium um a dungeon there's all sorts of different types and this is kind of one of the new waves that's kind of starting to come to the u.s um i think there was one i think there's a peppa pig attraction in like michigan i think is what it is and um, one of the reasons I went back to work at Legoland was because, you know, potentially that could be opening up <laughs> Kansas City at some point <laughs> before COVID. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? But, uh, now. Yeah, no, you never know. But this is a brand that Merlin is, is, is definitely going to be bringing over more. And this is kind of the first like theme park that they're doing. So this is very much preschool. This is like you go in, there's the Peppa Pig characters, you do little meet and greets and a lot of like preschool, like um, just play equipment really. And then a couple of extra experiences. So going to be interesting. This is, this is definitely a toddler grab, but I think it's going to be huge for the resort, to be honest. Um, I don't think it's, it's not going to be very big. There will be a few rides and attractions there, but I, I think it, I think it would be like a midway attraction that you only want to spend two to four hours there if you have kids. You do you know I mean? what? Do you know where they're putting it? Because like, so obviously it's kind I, of I a, used to work there. Is it across the street? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. It's probably in the old Kmart parking lot or Kmart. A, it is park. across the street of something. Okay, it's probably there's across there's some maps Cypress out Gardens. There. Yeah, there's there's maps out there. So if you if you get a second to look it up, that might be kind of dope. Because I would also like to figure out where it's at. I, I should have thought about that and sent it to you. But uh, yeah, man, I think it's going to be actually pretty awesome for this resort because Legoland is it's not quite preschool grab. It's a little bit older. Um, you do have like the Duplo Village now that is kind of directed towards the younger kids, but. Um, just something for the young kids to do. That's going to draw more families. Yeah. So if they can go to Legoland and spend a whole day there, maybe do a half day at the water park and spend the other time at, um, you know, this Peppa Pig attraction, 
I think it's very easy to spend two days at Legoland now. Yeah, that whole park has just changed so much since we went there. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, basically, I mean, they have the the hotel there. They they open that up, and that's a big big part of like their and that's what they're trying to do they're trying to get people to stay there you know for multiple days and stuff like that yeah so i can see them pushing like two to three day park tickets and doing really well with them anything that's going to keep people away from like going to the to orlando <laughs> is um it's going to be huge especially if it's like affordable so are you looking at the map now have you seen it yeah, it looks like it's it looks like it's on oh it looks like they're it's in their parking lot, so they're gonna tear up their parking lot and add add it there. Okay. Interesting. Cause they asked, Which, so, it doesn't look very big, right? No, that's that's not big at all. Like cause it only is doing half their parking lot, so yeah. Are I'll we looking see. at like a midway sized attraction? Would you say? It's it's basically gonna be a size of a land. Like that's okay. basically what it is. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna charge. I wonder how much the ticket's gonna be and stuff. Like you know it's not gonna be cheap. Yeah, like that's I bet they char- like, I bet they charge like forty bucks for it. Yeah. For an adult. That's like walking in one land at like universal. It'll be it'll be about that size essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting. That's interesting to put in there because, like, so there's the road that's kind of the road that you see. That's yeah. like kind of the main entrance to go into the parking lot. Like, you go through the toll plaza, pay the ticket, and then you start parking and stuff. Actually, I'm wrong. You go around, then you go in. So never mind. Um, that's where that's where drop off is for like if you want to like drop off buses and stuff. Okay. And then the admin stuff's like right over there. It's is just- this a is this a potential that like if it was not doing well, would there be a way to connect it to the park pretty easily and make it a part of admission to the park and just extend the theme park? Um, they probably could. They'd probably need to um, tear out all that admin stuff because it's like an ad, like basically they're, mm. I don't know if they, I don't know if they added a permanent building yet or not because I don't know. There used to be trailers up there. So they were if they but they were gonna build a permanent office building, but I don't know if that's changed or what. I don't know. I don't keep in t- contact with Legoland Florida folks that often. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you, man. I just wondered because I actually do think this will be successful. I think it's gonna be great for the resort. And you know, I think I think some people would be mad that they paid money and <laughs> and went to this, but I also think that it's gonna be killer with the toddlers. I think they're gonna love it and it's like a perfect attraction for them even if adults go in there and are like what i just paid so much for this <laughs> but uh, i think it is pretty exciting to see just you know winter haven florida is growing their resort i mean they have just as many gates as universal now at theme park stud <laughs> they're big time <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes Theme Park Stud Reacts. You can stop reacting to things now. All right. Just show no emotion for the rest of the show, if you would. <laughs> and um, but that we had a, a great, great news week for sure. Definitely. All right. Time to move on. Let's talk so, about your honeymoon. Yeah. So we're going to talk about planning a honeymoon because 
I thought about this. This is my two-year wedding anniversary. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, me and my wife are celebrating. We're popping bottles of wine, probably eating some DoorDash on the on the couch and um, <laughs> watching a movie right now if you're listening, but uh, celebrating <laughs> that. But we actually, I've always kind of wanted to talk about this and there's never been a good time. So I want to talk about our honeymoon that we had. And I was going to have my wife on the show, but she's very shy. She's not like talking into microphones. So I'm just going to talk for both of us. <laughs> Sound And uh, it was pretty cool, man. So basically our honeymoon was, my whole idea here was I wanted to go, she had never been to Disneyland. She'd been to Disney World as a kid and I just knew she would love the park of disneyland she's a disney parks person like she's gonna love how it feels like the quaintness of it that's smaller and it's gonna be amazing but i did not want to make it a coaster trip um because <laughs> when you go to southern california and you coaster boys and girls know when you go to southern california you want to stay longer and you want to ride all of the roller coasters because there's just so many, so many things to do. So I had to be very careful <laughs> that we didn't go to Six Flags, that we didn't go to Knots, that we didn't also go credit whoring on my honeymoon, right? <laughs> you know, and, deep down you wanted to, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. There was actually a time where we, uh, we drove past Six Flags. <laughs> and like, I knew somebody that worked there at the time. And I was just like driving and looking at it. And I was like, you know, maybe we could, maybe I could hit up my friend Jesse and we can, <laughs> we can see if we can get in the park for a few hours, <laughs> maybe right X2. <laughs> I don't have that credit yet, but I kept that inside. And um, what I kind of did to counteract that is we went to Sequoia National Park because it was her dream to one day see the General Sherman tree and just a huge ass Sequoia tree, right? So we planned that. Um, but before I go any farther, I do want to talk about funding this trip um, because this is a really cool thing. Uh, coaster boys and coaster girls, if you ever get married, you know, if that's your thing. Um, there is a website called Disney. What's called Disney's Honeymoons. And it's actually through the website of Disney Parks itself that it takes you to a third party website. But you can set up a registry and basically people can buy different Disney experiences and the money goes straight to your bank account. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it goes into a pool and then you can just put it into your bank account and then you just are kind of trusted that you'll buy it on that thing. But they have all sorts of things that you can put on your registry. So like, for instance, you could put theme park snacks, $20, or you could put, Real quick, real quick, just to clarify. Yeah. So they're going on to this on this registry through Disney, right? Yes. And then the purchasing. So you're not getting like just a big bunch of Disney gift cards. Actually, Disney's giving you this money. No, it's literally people are paying the money. Yeah. So like, um, let's say somebody paid $20 for Disney snacks. Yeah. Um. This third-party website takes a little bit of that money okay. to kind of run the site, and that's how they make their money. Yeah, of course. And then there's like $19 left for us to use it on theme park snacks. 
quote unquote, you know, but it, it's, it's essentially, it's just a pool of money that you can use on your Disney honeymoon is, is what it actually turns out to be. And we were good. We spent the money on what people like bought for it. Right. But it was just a really cool way to fund a honeymoon. And I had a lot of fun putting it together. I know my wife did, but you can customize basically what people can buy you. So like, if you want to go on a backstage tour that costs, you know, a hundred dollars, you can put it up there and people would buy it. Or you could put up a one night stay in a hotel and you can put it $300 or whatever it is a night. And a one night, what hotel stay. Oh, are they said a one night stand? Did I? I thought you said that. <laughs> I was like, what? That's if you want to buy a one night stand a, on your honeymoon, that's you? a that's a very interesting <laughs> uh um it's a very interesting uh product that Disney's offering. <laughs> you know, they're really they're really active in the swinger community. So. <laughs> um yeah, I remember I remember you were so excited about this, like when you were yes. getting like you I remember you kept telling people. You, you kept telling, you told Brittany, you're like, we let's stop adding more stuff to our registry so more people could buy stuff for us for Disney and stuff. Yes. Because, <laughs> okay, here's, here's the honest truth, guys. Like, my wife did a really good job with this about like getting stuff that we both like around the house and that sort of thing. But as far as like, it's very female heavy when it comes to registries, right? Once you get into it, like in general, it's probably not everybody, not everybody's like this, but. I would say most guys are like, yeah, just put whatever on it. Like, sure, we need those cute spoons for the for the kitchen or whatever. But um, I kind of felt like I owned this part. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I wanted it to do well. So um, actually, it's kind of funny because one of our biggest funding came from Brittany's coworkers. And they kind of realized this is the easiest thing to do. Let's just pull money and put it into the Disney um, honeymoon thing. And we got some great money out of that. We funded a lot of uh, theme park tickets and hotel stays. And it was, uh, it went, it was very good. I don't want to share how much I spent because I, or how much we got, but um, I actually don't really remember off the top of my head, but <laughs> it was a good chunk of change to really make like, cause we didn't have a lot of money at the time. We were spending all this money on, on the wedding and, you know, my job did not pay very much <laughs> at the time, um, but we had a really good pool of money to just make sure that it was it was special, that we could go and try different restaurants there and, and just make sure that we had a good time. So I highly recommend this. If, if you are going to Disney on your honeymoon, that you look look into this because it's, it's spectacular. And you could do this not. I'm assuming you could do this not only for just Disneyland, but probably Disney World too. Or if yes. you're going to like Paris and Disneyland Paris, possibly or Tokyo Seas. Ooh, um, God, that's a great question. Actually, I'm gonna start a registry right now. Let me see what I can pick. <laughs> you know, I'm we could going get, in live. We, we could just get married and start our own registry. We could. How about we Honestly. create a here, listeners? We're gonna create a registry. If you guys want to find Poster <laughs> Pro and Theme Park Studs honeymoon to Disney, we will get you, married. How can you sneak the word bro into honeymoon? I don't know. The, the brony, the brony moon, moon. The brony moon. The brony moon. Yeah, I, I know this is available for Disney World and Disneyland. I do not know if it's available for other other parks, to be honest. Yeah. 
So anyways, right. I think I think both of those are obviously amazing parks. So Disney World and Disneyland. So or yes. resorts. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Um, some people are gonna be like, Disney World's not a park. You know, those those, those listeners out there are gonna mm-hmm. say that. Sorry, the resorts. <laughs> That's what they sound like too. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was cool, man. And we decided to do Disneyland because we wanted we did not want our honeymoon to be something where we are running from place to place and we have this tight schedule that we had to follow we kind of wanted to go with the flow a little bit so basically what we did we we split it up so we landed at lax the first day and we drove to sequoia national park which i know this isn't a national park podcast but i do want to highlight a little bit because it was pretty fucking dope so at the bottom of the park we go in there and it's California shit, right? The weather's nice. Like, this is kind of in like central California, I guess you could say, on the mountain range there. It's the Sierra Nevada mountain range. I don't really know. But we get to drive in and um, I actually spent the money here. I wanted the good hotel room to be this one because when we're at Disneyland, we're going to be in the park for most of it. So we, we bought this hotel room and we were driving. I was like, all right, it's probably somewhere in the middle here. We'll go see the tree in the morning. And uh, we get to drive in and there are some like high mountains. Right. And we're looking and they're like hella snow capped and it's like actively snowing and it's like crazy up there. And we're like, man, it kind of looks scary up there. We're just driving, we're driving up the mountain. And then like, eventually we start to hit this snow <laughs> and we're like, holy shit. Like, I was driving up this mountain and it was like scary and the, and the roads were pretty clear, but the, the snow was taller than me. And I'm a six foot tall dude, like on the side of the roads and you were just like driving through snow walls, getting to this resort. And it ended up, this resort was at the top of the mountain. It was at the very top. And I should have known that's definitely what it was going to be, but it was a, it took us like an hour or so to drive up there from the park entrance. So it was a beautiful drive, but my wife and I, we were kind of shitting our pants the whole way. Because <laughs> um, my wife, just she does not like driving in snow. It just kind of freaks her out, right? So, But we did get to see the tree that night, and holy shit, that was a big tree. Like, it was worth going. Like, I remember driving and, like, looking up through our sunroof and just seeing, like, these huge, massive trees. And, you know, that was the park. It was, you go, you see the huge trees. It's beautiful. And, um, it was, a, it was just like a relaxing night, oh, but we man. did, it did kind of suck though. Cause we got up into the hotel. My wife was just like anxious. And then like, we get there and they say that the building that our room is booked in has no power. That's always <laughs> so we got, nice. Yeah. So we got put in a different room and there was like, I had bought this like package to go with it or, or my mom might have as a gift. I can't remember which one, but it was supposed to be in the room and it wasn't. And like Brittany was just like crying at the bar where we ordered food. <laughs> it was, it was a tough night, but then we got settled into our room and it was, did you get the package good. eventually or uh, they refunded it. That's good. That's good. So. <laughs> yeah. And they, um, they actually gave us a steep discount. Like they, they refunded that. And then they like took a bunch of money off our room. It ended up being dirt cheap. Nice. I think they even double refunded us without knowing it. It was fantastic. <laughs> but 
they and they gave us a comp complimentary breakfast in the morning and there was this like spread there and it was like the best breakfast and you you know you look outside and the sun's coming up over the mountains and you just see snow everywhere it was gorgeous so that was like the very relaxing part of the trip once we finally got settled into the room and then we uh left that day and drove towards universal we got a couple's massage along the way i called this place i was like hey can you get us in in an hour for a couple's massage and they're like yeah (laughs) so we got that yeah (laughs) it was like yeah and that was kind (laughs) of like sketchy that they could get us in that that quick because apparently couples massage you had to book them like weeks in advance according to Brittany. first place i call yeah we can get you in see you in an hour <laughs> so it was actually a pretty good pretty good massage um they kept changing out the masseuse on my wife <laughs> so that was a little funny like i'm pretty sure there was like three or four dudes that eventually massaged my wife so that was a little odd but um it did feel good and uh we were nice and relaxed for a visit to Universal. <laughs> That's kind of what you need to go into Universal. <laughs> yeah, it is. So we get there. What do we do that night? We just got into the hotel early, DoorDash some food, you know, did honeymoon things. And um, the next day we went to Universal Hollywood. <laughs> and this was the funniest part of the trip because it was probably the least memorable of our days that we had um so to kind of give you guys the idea i wanted to take Brittany to universal studios because she'd never been to a universal park first off and she is a gigantic harry potter fan so like we gotta take her she's never been like this is a great introduction to harry potter worlds and um she did not like the park (laughs) (laughs) i believe the quote from her was uh at universal the theme is they sit you down they put a movie in front of your face and then they shake you (laughs) and it was like that's pretty much it that was pretty much it add some water and fire and that's pretty much what happens yes so like we started off our day with going to the lower lot and riding um transformers and mummy and like they're fine right uh, I think I think uh, Transformers did get her a little motion yeah. sickness there. <clears throat> um, Jurassic Park was closed. Um, they were doing the refurbishment to it, so that was kind of a bummer. And then the upper lot just isn't much. I think we ate at one of the Simpsons restaurants. Yeah. We hit up Harry Potter, and then she was just not vibing with the place. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> and we left. So we took our rental car back to um, LAX. We Ubered out to Disneyland and we just had an evening at um, not Disney Springs, downtown Disney there. And um, I think we got like Earl of Sandwich, had a delicious sandwich and just kind of walked around. She did, Brittany loves, um, she loves dumplings and they just had a dumpling truck there. So it was like, it made up for the terrible. (laughs) Was was that? Hold on, was that called a a dump lean truck? I uh, w- like a dump truck or like yeah, a dump it was lean truck. <laughs> they should just have it be a dump truck. That would be. I know it'd be cool. Like here's a dump be. lean truck. <laughs> I think we need to start our own like food truck and just have it be dumplings and we're just driving dump trucks around. I think that's a great idea. I think so. 
But um, yeah, that was great. And then we finally got to really slow down and do Disneyland, which was nice. Um, I won't go into like the great details, but some of the best parts were we got to, since it was the honeymoon, generally when we go to Disney parks, like you and I, I don't think we've ever had like a true sit down restaurant meal. <laughs> I've only done that like maybe once or twice, even when I lived in Orlando and stuff. It's just so expensive and the food's good, but it's not like, I don't know, for the price, it's definitely not as good as I would want it to be, essentially. It's so great, but mm-hmm. yeah. But I got you, man. But we got to do it. So we had all this money that we, you know, people had bought us meals to like the Blue Bayou, which was one of the donations. And I think we put Steakhouse 55 on there, which was dope. Um, I think that's what we did first. We did a, a steakhouse 55 breakfast okay and it's hilarious i put in the reservations and it's like because we stayed in one of the good neighbor hotels and then this restaurant is basically on the completely farthest other side um where disneyland hotel is and we were just kind of running slow so we were like kind of we were kind of like walk running because we were getting late for our reservation we show up and we're like, yeah we're here for a reservation and there's like there's one family in there <laughs> but uh that meal fucked dude it was so good we got the steak and eggs it came with palm frites it was so good like next time we go to disneyland we gotta get breakfast at steakhouse 55 because it was so good all right i'm down yeah it was it was fantastic and then one of our other meals was of course in blue bayou and it lived up to the hype it was uh it was a really great restaurant you know got pirates of the Caribbean as like a backdrop, the yeah, what do you call it? The bayou scene, I guess that would make <laughs> sense. <laughs> but uh, the best part of that restaurant though was the mint juleps you could just get refills on, really. Yeah, like was so, that like, like, oh, like just really like they want to charge you another one? Damn, yeah. So, like, if you get a mint julep, they just come by and keep refilling it in the mint julep pitcher. So like if that's you just, love mint juleps, that's, that's the place worth, to go. That's just worth it just to do that. Like, yeah, we had like two or three a piece, <laughs> and uh, I think she got like gumbo and I got like chicken, and it was good. But the gumbo at Disneyland is fire. So those are some of the meals. You know, we also hit up like Flo's Cafe for breakfast once, and um, I'm trying to think. Just snacked a lot, a lot, a lot of snacks. If, if you go on like our Instagram page and, and watch our honeymoon story, we're just like holding up food the whole time. It's just like, <laughs> oh, Mickey shaped shit and like bakeries. And it's like, we definitely probably gained five or 10 pounds on our th- three days that we had there. <laughs> it was T- totally worth it. Especially after a wedding when you're like trying to cut weight and, you know, look good for your wedding day. It's like, ah, oh, finally let loose a little bit. Mm-hmm. And boy, did we let loose. <laughs> But yeah, man, just some of my favorite memories, um, kind of the, how we did the park. And I don't know if I've talked about this before, but we nailed it. So every morning we would rope drop and, you know, get our fast passes set up. Cause we did the fast pass plus, I don't know what it's called at Disneyland, but there's an app you can pay $10 a day and you don't have to physically go to the places you can just set your times. That's totally like, worth it. Yeah. It's, and we got with that. We also, at the time there were photo pass went with it for free. Oh, so we nice. Got, 
yeah, we got honeymoon photos for $10 a day. <laughs> it's like, that's a no brainer. So that was nice. Every time we saw a photo op, it was a low line. We just took it. And then, um, but in the morning we would run through our fast passes, get a few rides in. It started to get a little crowded, a little hot. Went back to the hotel room, which is a good neighbor hotel. Took a nap before we fell asleep. I set my fast passes for the evening. Went out and took care of those fast passes and then just got some night rides, walked around. It was so perfect. We did it every all three days that we were there. And that is the formula we had, which was nice. Yeah, that sounds perfect, actually. Yeah. Just really and enjoy it. We um, you know, after our fast passes were done, we went and just sat on Main Street for an hour and a half and just soaked it in. Like it was it was so relaxing. Um, one of my one of the funniest parts though. We turned the corner for Disneyland and we're like, all right, let's see this castle. We get there and it's just, it's fake castle. They were doing work on the castle and they had this oh. facade over it. <laughs> <laughs> and one day, even like the wind got to it and like the top flap was like flapping down. <laughs> and you could just see scaffolding and they didn't fix it for the whole day. And that's the day that we saw the, um, they weren't doing fireworks either. They were doing a projection show onto the dumb castle <laughs> so we didn't see like a legit fireworks show um which was kind of kind of upsetting and we also blame star wars land for that because you know i hate star wars and the reason that that castle was being rebuilt was to make it look pretty for the people that were coming for star wars land so that was the downside of the honeymoon but really man it was just all about relaxing and i don't know it's just disneyland at night i really do feel like one of the most romantic places that you can just oh, stroll God. around and it was so beautiful yeah i bet so yeah. if you could do it over again would you change anything Ooh, yes we would honestly we would have not gone to universal and we would have spent a day at knots okay that's probably a good choice <laughs> <laughs> that's what we would have done uh I just realized, man, like, I'm glad that I know that Brittany doesn't really like Universal Parks very much because then that, like, it makes me know, like, when we take her to Universal Orlando together, we need to know where to take her. Like, we're not going to put her on Despicable Me. Yeah. Or I'll be keep her off Transformers. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> but some of, like, the physical rides that they don't have at Universal Hollywood um, would be good. But yeah. Um, so I would, I would, I would take that away and put that in. But other than that, it was a great, it was a great honeymoon. It was just that one day that was like, it wasn't bad. It was just like, Oh, my wife didn't really enjoy that as much as I thought she would. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah. just, it's just one of those days, man. It's like, it makes me want to go to Disneyland so bad. And it's just so sad to see it's been closed for like a year because the Disneyland I know was honeymoon Disneyland. So we uh, we did an episode uh, about dating advice uh, for it, when you bring someone to a theme park and stuff, and we're hoping that those those coaster fans, our listeners out there, uh, took that advice to heart, and then they met some special ladies or 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 men in their life, 
and you know they're gonna start getting married you know that's our goal that's, that's what we're here for we're the coast of cousins dating uh service that's our new podcast that's right um so they're getting married uh you know and they need to plan a honeymoon so one of them's a diehard uh coaster enthusiast their significant other may or may not be what advice do you give them would you give them to plan that because obviously they want to do all those kind of stuff but how do you how do you compromise and find that balance don't nerd out and go coaster trip <laughs> honestly though I say that, but Brittany totally would have been down. She really would have been. But just make sure that you're not like being, it's really easy to be selfish <laughs> whenever you're planning a trip on your own or with, you know, some input, obviously. But yeah, when it, kind of what our tasks were like, Brittany planned most of the wedding, I planned most of the honeymoon. So um, just make sure that whenever you plan it, you also design it for your other person that they have their moments too and that you also slow down and kind of make it more date like than i gotta hit these credits <laughs> next ride <laughs> next ride next ride because i would say there was not one day in our three days at disneyland that we felt rushed yeah no, not one it was it was perfect that's and awesome. that's why that's why i say disneyland over disney world for for honeymoons too is that you really can slow down you don't you don't have to rush anymore that's true so awesome i would also just recommend put disneyland in your itinerary <laughs> <laughs> but that's my favorite park so you know dorney park is your favorite park and that's where you're going for your honeymoon go for it awesome awesome yeah man there you go that was the honeymoon Sound like if time. you have more questions about the honeymoon or um you know the website i can help you out with that dm us on something you know where to find us at coaster cuzzies at coaster (laughs) cuzzies all right right. thought of the week let's move on to thought of the week i'll go first sounds good because i know you have a better one than me I guess I don't think it's that good. <laughs> as I as I take a sip of my craft beer, I am starting to realize that I as a as a guy in my mid 20s into, you know, 30, I was on untapped and I love checking in and trying new beers. And I think that's going away. I think I'm getting into the age of just find my favorite beer and drink it. Mm-hmm. or my favorite white claw or my whiskey i feel you and on that it's super weird i remember i used to be able to just pound ipas and not feel bloated i'm feeling old <laughs> i'm feeling gray and that's my thought of the week i mean have you i mean have you been drinking beer lately not not too much and I mean, back when I, you know, when I used to pound IPAs, I would definitely feel bloated and stuff. And so, like, when I drink them, I feel kind of the same. It's just I just don't like that feeling anymore. Like, now if I if I do get an IPA, it's like one, and then I'll switch to probably a lighter beer or something other than beer. Um, or like sometimes like, oh man, I really want a stout, but mm, I don't really I don't really want to have a stout because it's gonna. <laughs> Like it's just gonna fill me up and stuff. So like, feels like I just ate a meal. Yeah, I remember we used to like just yeah pound IPAs and stouts. Like they were just like you know college yeah. beer and stuff. And then 
and now I'm just like, no, like what I want a light beer and stuff. Like I ordered uh okay, last beer I ordered was a, a Dunkel, so an amber ale type beer. Yeah. Um and then before that I had a I had a Michelob Ultra and I was out at a bar and uh hey uh I had someone order for me and I was like, well, do they have this? They have that. If not, just get me this. So that was a, I don't think they had the other ones or the person didn't remember what I ordered and stuff. So they just got mm. the Michelob Ultra, which is fine. But yeah, I just don't, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. It's just like, I don't know, I'd rather feel comfortable and not just feel bloated or full from it. I still appreciate the taste. Um, so like, and it, and I kind of appreciate it more when I do have one now. So same here. Like, like right now, I'm just having a um, a Citra Pale Ale, Gallabera, Cigar City Brewing. I don't know if I said that right, but um, <laughs> you know, like one beer is fine now. Yeah, I don't know. That's my thought of the week. I'm gonna drink less filling beers, and this all happened actually because I went to a brewery um, for my job, which is kind of fun. But they they did give me like a a beer to go. In like a can so like, yeah i'll try it and it was like good but it was like a really tall ipa and i was just like man i don't know that i i need a microbrewery anymore <laughs> <laughs> for my drinking needs i like going to them i like the ambiance and stuff and uh i think there's some cool ones but yeah to maybe maybe what i'll do is like do a flight of those like you know heavy mm-hmm beers and then then get a full one of like a lighter beer like a pale ale or whatever their lightest is yeah like a wheat or something like that also for thought of the week man uh kind of sucks that boulevard beer in kansas city is sexist huh yeah i do not order their stuff anymore like yeah it's kind of yeah kind of sucks i'm not surprised though unfortunately like you know i feel like but at the same time is it's kind of it's kind of very sad at how far it went and just how many people affected and all that kind of stuff. I know you don't have like the report in front of you, but in a nutshell, can you kind of explain what happened with Boulevard beer in Kansas city? Uh, yeah. So basically um, they were just, uh, just being sexist to applicants. Like they would hire someone, uh, a, they were like hiring, like, you know, let's say a brewmaster and they would have, you know, two applicants. One would be a male, one would be a female. The male would maybe have one year, if that experience, where the female might come in with like five, ten years of experience. And they were hiring the males over the females just because females get pregnant, which is obviously illegal, folks. Um, you cannot, cannot do that. And oh it's God. wrong on all different levels and stuff like that. Um, so, and that's pretty much it. But then they would crack off-color jokes about like, uh, you know, one of them I heard, again, I don't know exactly how true this is, but they said like, oh, like, like you wouldn't even get pregnant if, if you could, because no one wants to be with you and stuff like that. So they would say really oh. mean things to, to some of the female employees and stuff like that. And I guess like some of the higher up people were the worst at it and just kind of also harassing some of the employees and the HR person who was only like a one person HR um, and she's a female and she knew about all this kind of stuff because reports are made, but she kind of just turned out the cheek and stuff like that. Damn. And yeah. didn't like th- three of the pe- like head people like leave? Yeah. So like the president, I think another very high person and then that HR lady left. So my God. Yeah. So um, next time you go to the bar, don't drink Boulevard beer. 
Yep. I <laughs> that's how I've been. That's why I drink a Dunkel because I was like, I want. I kind of want a KC beer. <laughs> yeah, I wanted some from KC. I also like Dunkel too. And I was like, I'm. And I looked at that the is tap. A good beer. I looked at the tap, and all they had was like Miller Light, you know, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, which is fine. And I could have done that. And then all the like craft beers. I'm just at air quotes. Uh, were like Boulevard, and then like mm-hmm. those. I think there was one IPA that was some random brewery, but I didn't, I couldn't see from it what it was, especially I didn't want that. And then I saw the, the Casey beer. So I was like, let's dunk it up. That's what's up, man. Mm-hmm. That was my thought of the week, man. Beer. Uh, so my thought of the week is uh, so something that me and my girlfriend are kind of like looking into long-term is eventually uh, we want to do like the kind of like the tiny home slash van life slash RV kind of thing. And just, eventually get remote jobs and just travel around, you know, the country and see different areas and just kind of live out of, you know, we're kind of leaning more towards the van life type thing and kind of doing that. And I, th- I thought this would be a great opportunity. Like, and we're definitely going to do this. She, she loves theme parks and stuff. Like when we're in a certain city that has a park, you know, being there and kind of doing that. And that's just going to be a real cheap way. Uh, it's going to be a lot of expense up front to, to get the van and stuff like that. But then you're going to save a lot of costs on lodging long-term and stuff and having opportunities to go to uh, a lot of different places. And I think, you know, if, you know, once we start doing this, I think if I, if I do this right, I will eventually pass Costa bro on a Costa account. Shut the fuck up. You'll never catch my ass. I'm going to catch you. <laughs> That's my goal. That's my goal. <laughs> I mean, if you're living in a van, you do have an advantage. So tell me about the van. Is it like, um, are you talking about an actual van? Is this an RV? Like, what? So how does like, a uh, van home look like? A lot of them are kind of like cargo vans. So there's like a Mercedes Sprinter is the, the name of the van, or there's like a there's like a, a Ram like one. And now you know all of them kind of have different vans. So basically, it kind of looks like a. It just looks like a big. Uh, I'm trying to explain it like just like a work van almost. Something that's real big and stuff. And what people do, people could build them themselves or they could, uh, or they could hire people to build out, but they kind of gut the whole inside of it, except like, you know, the cabin part of it. And then there's, you could build kind of like a little home in there and people install like, um, no kitchenettes with like propane, like stoves or even electric stoves or induction stoves. Um, some will even install showers and stuff like that in there or, they have like mechanical beds that kind of go up and down the elevator. So when you're, when you're not using the bed, you could raise it up so you could use that space for something else and raise it down when you want to go to sleep or there's other ways. And that's kind of an expensive part. Like that's a little, like kind of nice part about it, but you could also get like a little bit cheaper. We could just have a bed that folds up into a couch or something like that. So, and uh, not a lot of room at all. Like, uh, and, but it's really kind of what you want to do and make it your own and stuff. And, I've been looking at a lot of blogs and uh, watching a lot of YouTube videos and there's kind of little techniques and stuff. And you know, you can say at campgrounds, you can also go off the grid and be fully um, self-sufficient with the situ with the van itself, as long as you have enough power coming in and stuff like that. Or if you have to plug in and you need to find a campground or something like that. I'm just looking at pictures, man. These are kind of dope. I know. Right. It's like most <laughs> of it would be like a bed that you could, lay in yeah i mean you could really just kind of design it yourself and that's kind of what like um i'm trying to figure out the things that like my, my biggest needs and and what i would like what i would like to splurge on to have like nice and plush and what i don't really care too much about like 
Like, like I think uh, my girlfriend really wants to shower in it. Well, I feel like that's just going to take up a lot of space where they have those options of doing like an outdoor shower, which is like a little hose you could set up in the back and then you could kind of spray yourself down. And I came up with the solution of, and a lot of people do this where you get uh, you get like a gym membership at like Planet Fitness or something like that. Planet Fitnesses are everywhere and they have showers. So you could just like go in there, do a workout, take a shower and bam, you're good to go. Or and like you, truck stops too. Like, yeah, truck stops and, uh, and campgrounds, they usually have showers. I mean, it, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's, you're definitely going to not have the luxury. It's not going to be like a five-star hotel by any means, but it just gives you an opportunity. And it's like, and you're going to save a lot more money versus like, and if you're living out of the van full time, like they're not that expensive at the, in the grand scheme of things. Like they can get expensive. They could get up to $150,000, $200,000 if you really want to. But you could do some, like one of the blogs I was reading, they their first van was cost them $4,000. All said yeah. and done. Like after they, now it was real, real simple and stuff. But, uh, you know, after kind of looking at it, I'm probably going to, we'll probably do one between like forty dollars to $80,000. Yeah. It's, it's, think about it as like a, that's your mortgage essentially that you're just going to have, but it's not as big. And then you could always resell it to somebody else later and all that kind of stuff. Once you settle down and actually live in a, in a permanent location and stuff like that. I mean, like, what would you do for uh, jobs? Would you be like, um, that's the trick. That's the tricky part. You got to find something remote so that you could work fully remote. So Obviously, my job is not that right now, but again, I'm not hitting the road tomorrow. So, <laughs> so this, this is my lot. letter of res- resignation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this so, podcast. So this is uh, this is gonna be a long, long term play. And yeah, I was gonna like say that. there's a lot that would need to happen before that happens. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> um, but it, it's just an idea that I, you know, me and my girlfriend have been talking about. And I thought this would be. I, I'm sure there's probably some coaster enthusiasts that are already kind of doing something like this, but. If you do, if people are interested in like really going on these awesome road trips and stuff, this is the opportunity. Even if this is just use this vehicle just as for vacation, then you have a permanent location. You could still do this mm-hmm. and instead of staying at hotels, just do something like this. And if you go, eventually it's going to start paying for itself. And after, after it's all said and done, and you could travel a lot more, a lot cheaper. So you be like, hey, boo boo, we're going to Alaska this weekend. Yeah. Pack your bags. Oh, wait. They're already packed. Let's go. Yeah. Or there's no coasters out there. So I don't know why you want to go out there. <laughs> what uh, are there? There's like some in Canada and shit. So you oh, probably, get, you a, probably hit a few. That's not Alaska though. So I was like, I didn't know if there's Alaska does not have any coasters. I don't think. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> but yeah, that's my thought of the week. That was a big ass thought. Mm-hmm. Big ass one. Well, man, that concludes our show. We talked about honeymoons. We talked about living in a van down by the river. Talked about talk, drinking less. Drinking less, and you reacted to a bunch of shit. That was a good time. <laughs> uh, if you want to see more of our shit, you should check us out on Instagram or TikTok. Our names are Coaster Cuzzies. At Coaster Cuzzies. Go find us. Do live shows on there every Saturday morning. Coffee with Coaster, bro. It's a good-ass time. And then uh, we're also on YouTube, Twitter, and the Facebook. You can check us out there as well. And if you're on Clubhouse, give us a follow. One day I'm going to start talking in rooms, and you can join us, and we'll start talking together, dang it. Start talking (laughs) about roller coasters. That's an invite-only app, but, um, you know, chances are one of your friends will invite you. You know somebody that's on it. Little did you know. But uh, 
join on on that. We might start doing some rooms in there, start having conversations. So start considering that as well. And you know what? We also have a shop. We also have a shop, coastercuzzies.com slash store. Go there, check out our stuff. We've been, we got our first person to put a sticker on their car. That's what's up. Shout out to Aaron. Big world's of fun guy, big coaster cuzzies guy. And uh, it's just good to see it out there. I can't wait to see his car one day. Yeah, we're going to be like at a stoplight. Is he living in Kansas City? Yeah, well, he's a uh, Kansas side, but kind okay. of near you. Well, it's true. I'll probably see him then because I'm on the Kansas side. So if I do that, if I see you, I'm going to be like, I'm going to FaceTime you while I'm driving, which is obviously <laughs> oh <God>. illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just, pretty I, excited. I just, I just follow this person. So <laughs> Aaron, if theme park starts following you, just uh, – just yeah, ignore a, it. If it's a black Kia Forte following you, that's me. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. It's just it's just theme park stud. <laughs> just really excited to see our sticker. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate y'all listening. It was a good time. Definitely. You know, everyone, <laughs> stay fly, America. You know what to do. Yeah, stay woke, everyone. You know.